0: people deluded i'm back again i hope you're all doing well and safe welcome back to another edition of the deluded podcast the really and truly podcast the people's podcast people i hope you're all doing well and safe it's morning over here in the uk so good morning you know i'm well aware of you know a lot of you tuning internationally so good morning good afternoon good evening good night Whoever you are, wherever you are, and whatever time zone you're you're taking in this content, just to have you in, I appreciate it. As usual, please make sure on the Spotify's and the Apple's you've pressed the follow buttons and all the relevant notification buttons. We all know I do YouTube. I expect you all to go over there and subscribe to the thing. If you're not going to do any of that, check out my description, please. Follow me on the socials, especially Instagram. One of my goals is to get to 10,000 just so I can do the swipe up feature, people. So every follow helps us get closer there. So, yeah, man. And obviously, it's a new... it's a, Well, it is a new year. I was about to say that. But it's a new month. It's a new blessings. It's a new chance to, you know, move closer to our goals. Obviously, in a football sense, we all want our teams to do that. But in a life sense as well. So, yeah, it's February the 1st. Football's been and come, you know. Football, a week is a long time in football, much less a month. When I look at my team, maybe a month ago we were hitting form, we played what we, what literally, well 1st of December, that's a lie, it was a bit of a dodgy one, it's only when we beat Chelsea. So my point is, it doesn't matter who you are, wherever you are in the Premier League, there's a lot of changing. And I mean, you see Spurs, Spurs were talking about winning league titles and them thing there in November, and now look people, teams like Brighton and them man there and all them things, shout out to Fulham. Shout out to Brighton for taking points off the spuds as well. It's always good when they drop points. Obviously, Arsenal, we're going to get into all of it. Arsenal drew this weekend against United. You know, Chelsea, obviously. Tuchel got his first win. You know, he's got two clean sheets now. Callum Hudson-Odoi is moving like a bad boy again. You know, all he needed was a platform and some confidence. And lo and behold, I'm not going to say he's setting the welder light in that wing-back role, but he's playing. And nine times out of ten, he's one of Chelsea's, in the last two games, he's been Chelsea's, one of the chelsea's if not the best player on the field in fact to be fair even under lampard he was doing all of that like um we go back to, i'm going off topic now but go back to the arsenal versus chelsea who set up the, the goal for Tammy Abraham Um, obviously Mason Mount played well I think as well and I think too many we might as well talk about Chelsea first I think too many conclusions are being drawn in relation to who Tuchel likes who he don't like who he likes who he don't like of course you know speculation is right we might be right you know every manager does it differently there's been a couple of times it looks like Alonso is out the door at Chelsea and then he gets a looking under a new gaffer and he's got a looking under under um under Tuchel, you know, him and Azpilicueta, you know, obviously I'm not going to say Azpilicueta wasn't used by Lampard, but it did feel like he's being phased out a little bit. Um, both of those struck, both of those um, fullbacks um, struck on the weekend, obviously, um, in either half to give Chelsea the 2-0 um, victory. Um, but like I said, I think too many conclusions are being drawn. Obviously, there's, what, 17 games left of the season. You know, Tuchel's played two and he's at the halfway point. You know, this is his own mini-season. Lampard had 19 games, Tuchel's got 19 games. And I think too many conclusions are being drawn. Of course, some players are going to be sold. Players that weren't involved under Lampard might get a new lease of life. Players that were the first name on the team sheet under Lampard might not get a look in. It is what it is. And I, f- you know, for me, I would again, I have nothing to do with Chelsea, so I don't really care to a degree. But you know, Reese James, I think too many people are writing him off. And I think, especially if you're going to play three at the back, there will come a time when he'll get his chance to start a game under Tuchel and he'll show his ability in that wing back row. Obviously, he's not as good going forward. As, as Callum Hodgson a but he can chip in, he can cross the ball, you know, also people forget, Rhys James is a fullback, but I'm sure if you was watching Chelsea and the Cobham boys and whatnot, you know, Rhys James, bread and butter is right back. And he's got a lot to learn, but he can play in midfield, he can play as part of a back three, so I wouldn't rule him out at all. Obviously, Pulisic was one of the first names on the team sheet, I thought he's having to be patient. I don't think Tuku's made his mind up on any of the strikers yet, you know, Tammy got a start, Giroud got a start previously... Um, They're keeping a clean sheet, you know, they're shutting out the opposition, fair enough, when they bucked Wolves, they weren't in the best of form, but they're shutting out the opposition based on these two games. And, you know, you do, when when I think of Tuchel so far in this 180 minutes that I've seen with Chelsea, I just think calculated, he just he seems a man that leaves nothing to chance, leaves nothing to fate, he wants to be able to, and as much as you can as a football fan, want to, you know, be able to, to, to somewhat decide every minute of the game. But it is what it is, you know. It's a second clean sheet. Obviously, the first goal of Tuchel's error as a Chelsea manager was scored, obviously, by Aspilicueta, Callum Hudson-Odoi had a good game it might be a bit too far to say Alonso is reborn because it's only one game but has he got a new lease of life at, um, at Chelsea I'm not too sure I don't draw conclusions but is Reese James and Chilwell are they doomed again this is speculation that we'll have to see and I'm sure Chelsea fans and those listening are probably having their own internal debates people Um with that Tuchel is the first Chelsea manager to keep a clean sheet in each of his first two Premier League games in charge the last man to do that was in November 2012 and who is it people? Awkward silence. So well, I give you time to think. Uh, three, two, one. Rafa Benitez, people. Uh, you know, as you can see, I'm a big fan of Callum hudson Adoy and it sounds stupid now, but I thought, you know, if he played games, obviously I'm talking the uh, the last year or so ago. I still believe somewhat he's one of those. I don't think he's to the level of <laughs> Bakayo Saka, of course. Um, Saka, Foden, Greenwood to a degree. I don't think he's quite of that ilk right now. But he's one of those players. I felt if he's playing, he goes to the Euros for me. He's part of the next generation. He's a very good player. You know, he's got a double-barrel name and, and, and you, you know, most footballers, they've got double-barrel names. They're not bad footballers. And um, you can tell I'm a big fan of Callum because I'm reaching with that one. But, you know, he's even at times, towards the end of Lampard's reign, you know, it looked like he was affecting the game in his own little ways and he just wasn't paying off in consistent starts and all of those things. I mean, only time will tell. I don't know specifically why Lampard was reluctant to really let Callum Hudson-Odoi flourish, but it's lovely to see Tuchel. And when you hear the way Tuchel's speaking about him after, it's like, oh... I knew him, car, you know, Bayern unit were on him, I think he can play further forward, right, now I need him to do the, the wing-back role, it's decent, and for Callum, you know, since he's been inv- involved in first-team matters, he's really improved, but it's going to help him defensively when eventually he goes back to playing out wide, because he gets a better appreciation of the game. And I just think playing in this role, first and foremost, it gives you a platform. You're playing games, you know, you can't... That's what man want to do. If I'm a footballer, obviously, I might want to be a right winger or whatever, but if man say play left back, I'm playing left back. You know, every every game I want to play sort of thing. Um, you know, so first and foremost, there's a platform. Obviously, there's an IQ and, you know, there's an opportunity there to, to cut, somewhat stick a middle finger up at Lampard and say, you should have been using me from the start, people. Um, on that though... Callum Hudson-Odoi has been involved in five goals in his last eight starts for Chelsea in all comps. He's got two assists and he's chipped in with three himself. Mason Mount, who another one where people are drawing conclusions. I don't think he's going to have it as nice as he did under Lampard, but he made more tackles, attempted more shots and created the second most chances during the game while he was on the pitch, people against Burnley. Um, So yeah, Chelsea got their first win under Tuchel. It's a clean sheet, it's two goals, you know, good performance at Stamford Bridge. For Arsenal and Manchester United, obviously, both teams drew nil-nil. Now, I'm not going to lie. Obviously, I would have taken... I wanted to win. You know, it's bragging rights. It's three points, you know. When you're in a bit of form like Arsenal, any any win can, can G you up that much more. Obviously, United, indirectly, maybe they're not, depending on who you ask mathematically, they're in a title race. They saw saw Man City, obviously, get a result before us. They know, obviously, they lost to Sheffield United. They haven't had the best of times, based on this season, against Arsenal at their place, but generally coming to the Emirates. So I felt there was... And for us, obviously, the form, and you need to be able to beat these teams, and we beat Southampton and whatnot. Um, So there was plenty of reasons for both teams to, you know, to come out and get three points and things. But, you know... We've seen games like that, where Arsenal might be all on top of them, United might be all on top of us, you know, but they don't take their chances and you call it courageous, but the other team scores and they take three points. Of course, you could say it's two points dropped, you know, a big theme of that game was the lack of clinicalness. Clinical nature or clinicalness, if that's even a word, um, from both teams, people. You know, Man United had a bag of chances, specifically Cavani. Rashford's decision making was on the floor. Wambasaka had a 50p head, and to be fair with him, he got him. It was a good run, but it fell to the wrong man in the box. Speaking of falling to wrong man in the box, you know, a couple chances fell to Willian You know the script with that. Obviously, in either half, Pepe had a very good game, very encouraging game for me. Um, had two efforts either of either side of the half that whistled wide. Even Louise chipped in. You know, on another day, these things are different. So I think, you know, it, both teams could have cemented three points. I think both teams played well in stages. It's weird because United fans think Arsenal started the stronger and Arsenal think United started the stronger. I think United started a bit stronger than us. They had us camped in our own half for a sec. I think it took us about, you know, really... I'd say the 27th minute to the 40th is when we really sort of upped the intensity and you saw it with us I think we I think United had the better chances in the first half I think we had the better chances in the second you know Lacazette hit the pulse, Pepe had an effort you know there was a bag of efforts I felt early on you know we didn't quite have that crispness in terms of five yard passes so I think a point is 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 a it, it is what it is people you know most like i said both teams could have probably nicked it but we live to fight another day i see the positives for me as an arsenal fan of course you know you, like i said before you know, it's a, it's a it's a point gained for me obviously again we know united may be probably saying they in the title race is flattering them a lot but mathematically they are so we we've kept you know we've kept a clean sheet and got a point to fight another day against a team fighting for the league and right now we're ninth people also let's again <clears throat> I don't really like to use it because injuries are part and parcel. But as you know, we had some injuries. So to know that, you know, because against Crystal Palace, we're we're sitting here and saying Tierney weren't involved. We didn't create. Um, bit different, but to say there was no... For me, Gabriel's on the bench, so I'm counting him, but no Gabriel, no teeny, Um, obviously no Aubameyang, but Kyle Saka missed out with a sore hip. To know that people stood up to be counted, I'm all for that people. I really I really like that. And for me, you know, the last time we went into a, a rough patch of games, you know, the Leicesters, the Villas, the Wolves, so on and so forth, we struggled and we're kind of in that territory again. So I've seen us get three points off Southampton. You got a point off United, fair play, you know, still. Maintain a good record um, under Oli- for United under Oli Solskjaer for us against United under Arteta. Um, so then now you're going into the Wolves game. Now I know Wolves have lo- lost their two last their last two games, and it's probably not the Wolves team in terms of form when they smacked us in. But we've still got to respect them, you know. So I wanna see if we can continue. For United, obviously the last two game weeks hasn't produced much change. Six points up for grabs, you've got one um six points up for grabs, you've got one in it. So you dropped five. So that, that, that's it what well, it is. You lost to Sheffield United, you drew against Arsenal, you know, losing ground in the title race. But the thing is the games are coming thick and fast. There's no time to feel sorry for themselves. Um So, yeah, people. Um, So, yeah, it it, it was very decent in that in that regards. And I felt personally both the wide, I think Luke Shaw played well. I think Cedric played well. I think the fullbacks of both teams did all right, to be fair with you in particular. Um, Bruno Fernandes just spent the whole time on the floor, touching his face, touching his back, diving. Should have had a red card, in my opinion, for that challenge. You know, it is what it is. In that regards firmly moving away from that I'm sure you all saw Manchester City just the one goal this week people just the one goal defeated Sheffield United a one goal to nil again I can't remember it but I was watching the game and it did feel like Bogle committed fouled someone I can't remember who he fouled but it did feel like he fouled someone it should have been a pen but You know Manchester City. I don't feel any teams really put in form together. But if you had to give it to someone, it'd be Manchester City. And you know Manchester City have won all nine matches in all competitions in January 2021. That's the most wins by a team in the top four tiers of English football in a single month since the formation of the Football League in 1988. Apologies. Um, So yeah, City are putting runs together. And you know, go back two months or so ago, man. We're saying why did Pep sign a new deal? It looks like an end of an era there. This that and the third, so it's it's crazy. Um, Leeds versus Leicester was crazy. People, forgive me if I'm wrong. I like to do this from memory, but did Harvey Barnes not strike first? He's having a good season and being in good form, and obviously England are blessed in those areas. But if it was based on form, he's definitely got a shout in terms of England, and I really like Harvey Barnes. He's probably would it surprise me if he doesn't if he isn't offered improved an improved contract at Leicester and it'd be well deserved he deserves it um he struck before before Dallas obviously equalized 127 seconds after such and you know I'm sure if you're like me I had a bad week for FPL but between Dallas and Jamal Lewis they saved man um you know, Dallas struck, obviously, and, you know, it was the Patrick Bamford show, you know, you just look at it, Leeds have now scored 22 Premier League goals away from home this season, only Manchester United have more on the road, and Patrick Bamford has either scored or assisted 11 of them, and also on that, Bamford has been directly involved in 15 goals in his 20 Premier League games for Leeds people, 11 goals, 4 assists, only Tony Yoboa with 17 has had a hand in more goals, in their first 20 Premier league appearances for the club. Now, when I look at Leicester, I think they invented their own problems. I think they didn't quite have that intensity. I think they were second best. I think they switched off. I don't think there was clinical. Like, definitely, what goal was it where initially, it all starts with Evans. Initially, he's tried to clear it and they just counter-attacked him. Um, I don't, I think they've really messed up. But I think Leeds, you know what you're getting with Leeds. You're getting intensity, you're getting spirit. They never gave up. They came from behind and won 3-1 against a team that, you know, is normally second or third this season and Leicester are going to have a good season and are having a good season. So you've got to give credit to Leeds people. Also going back to Harvey Barnes, he's now been directly involved in 10 Premier League goals this season, three assists and seven goals, which again, decent form. Now, you know, Liverpool, they'd sure love beating London clubs, don't they, people? All four of their away wins in the Premier League this season have been over London clubs. Surprisingly, Arsenal wasn't there yet until we played them. But you've got West Ham, you've got Spurs, you've got Palace, you've got Chelsea. So, us and Fulham is happy days right now, is it? Um they are the first side in the English top flight history to pick up f- to pick up um f- their first four away away league games in, in a season all in London, people. And um, with that being said, in case you didn't know, Liverpool 3, Man, um, West Ham 1, you know, Mo Salah double... Gigi Wijnaldum getting on the score sheet, and what a goal that was for Gigi Wijnaldum! To be fair, that was a lot. That was a lovely move, people. Several, several players involved. I enjoy Liverpool second because it came just from a um, West Ham um, corner. Absolutely lovely counter attack. You know, Trent's found Shaqiri. Shaqiri's found Mo Salah. Salah's done the rest, people. Trent also did well. I feel in the build up to to the to the first goal, um, Salah's first goal, and um, prior to obviously the goals going in. And Firmino was involved in a couple of the goals as well, or definitely the last one. Um, before the goals went in, I didn't know. I didn't think West Ham would concede, you know, because they looked like they had all-mans to the pump. They were just remaining pending. I thought they would get a draw or they'll get something out of the game. You know, you've also got a big up Curtis Jones as well, because I think when he came on, he turned it up. He turned up the levels. I think he's just turned 20 You know, it was a bit of magic from him. You know, it was lovely to see Klopp and Milner not upset, but obviously Milner wants to see out the game. And then obviously when Curtis Jones literally coming on the field, is involved in it. I don't even remember if he got the assist, but he's involved in the first. You're seeing Klopp and Milner embrace each other. It was decent. Obviously, there is, at least West Ham losing is disappointing, but let's be real, I think they had a decent game for 60-odd minutes, I think they're having a good season, and at least they got a goal and messed up the clean sheet, you know, Dawson scored from a set-piece, it was terrible marking from the substitute of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, maybe that's why he does not play people. um, Just before Liverpool's first one, Mikel Antonio, I think he had a sloppy game, his passing was quite poor, he had a chance, really and truly he should have scored, Um, and this tells you the fine margins in football, but... I'm sure Liverpool won't care. They return back to Liverpool Merseyside with three points, having scored three goals. And, you know, the goals, you know, anytime you know, Liverpool are struggling in, in many aspects by their own standards. So these sort of things can give them confidence. You have to rate Mo Salah. He's the first player to score 20-plus goals in all competitions in four consecutive seasons for Liverpool since Ian Rush did so six times from 1981-82 to Um, 1986-87. In Mohamed Salah's 21 Premier League starts for Liverpool without his teammate Sadio Mane. So no Mane, no problem. He's been directly involved in 29 goals, 9 assists, 20 goals, people. Um, so they go marching on. Thiago had a good game, I felt, for Liverpool. He had the most touches, most passes, won the most duels, made the most tackles and made the most entries into the final third. I also think Shakiri had a good game and he, as an outsider looking in, he looked like a squad player for Liverpool and he somewhat still is, but it looks like he's getting a new lease of life. Um, he created more chances than any other player on the pitch during the 3-1 victory, people. Um, an interesting one, I know Mane weren't involved, but Mane's on 91 goals. Salah's on 90, if you was putting your money on who is going to be the first to reach the Premier League 100 club, who would it be? Now, I would probably say Salah, but you can't rule out Mane, he's ahead. Interesting one there for Liverpool fans. Um, You know, obviously Arsenal didn't lose. So when I when, when Spurs lose, it makes the weekend even more sweet. Shout out to Brighton, big up Brighton, teams like Brighton and them teams there, you know. It's funny how life hits you, I'm joking, but anyways... Brighton, one, Spurs, nil, people. And it could have been a lot worse. You see them hit the post very early on. You know, out. I think he's statistically up there in the Premier League for hitting the post. Um, you know, Jose Mourinho's right. His team did look like they lacked self-esteem. They looked like there was, there was no belief. You know, it only looked like two... For me, as an outsider looking in, it only looked like two men believed in themselves. You know, once again... End on just seemed like a man on a mission on his on his Jays, And I think Toby Aldeviro actually tried. You know, he saved a shot on the line. Connolly, he loves missing sitters and it's very nonchalant. You should have put that goal away, really. Um they messed up, you know, it was a good goal to get Brighton off early, but really, well, Spurs, Spurs struggled to create chances, really, it was quite boring, it's quite lackluster, when well, they did create chances, they're not really quality chances, you know, so when you're lacking self-esteem, when you're making silly, switching off and making individual mistakes, when you can't create, you're always in trouble, people, you know, and again, it's, you can never underestimate the contributions of the likes of Harry Kane because Kane's not there. It's a woeful one. You know, Bale was the hero the last time these two teams played at Spurs' ground. He was anonymous and he deserved to come off. You know, again, a lot, I don't think enough's being said of Gareth Bale. You know, if anyone else paid 20 million or so for a loan, a lot's being made. If any other team in November and them teams there was talking about title challenge and this and that and the other, and, and then it's ultimately looking like this, I think there's more eyes on it. I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'm obviously going to say that and welcome any the spotlight negatively is put on Spurs. Um, but I think they were just outclassed by Brighton. And as good as I think Brighton may have been, I think that's even flattering to say to Brighton, really, because, you know, I don't know what Spurs were on. They just didn't turn up. They looked out of ideas. They looked low on self-esteem. They didn't look like anyone wanted to be a difference maker. And it's pretty damning, you know, the last two home wins Brighton have, I believe, are against Arsenal and Spurs. Um, It's quite crazy people. They were the only team without a Premier League home win and it's nice to know Arsenal weren't the one to give them that and it was Spurs. Um, When you look at it, Brighton have now won as many Premier League home games in 2021 as they managed during the whole of 2020 people, um, which was against Spurs and Arsenal people. so yeah, it just highlights everything. Jose Mourinho has lost all three of his away Premier League games against Brighton at the Amrick Stadium. That's the first time he has ever lost three consecutive Premier League uh, Premier sorry Premier League away league visits to an opponent in his managerial career. Um, It was the 11th time a side managed by the Gaffer Jose had one shot or fewer in the first half of a Premier League game, people. Um, Six of those occasions have come while he's been in charge of Spurs. So again, creativity, fashioning chances is an issue. It was all wavy when Spurs were scoring goals and nobody makes a thing of it. But when you're not winning, it is highlighted. You know, Pascal Gross is in good company. You know, the only Germans with more Premier League assists than Pascal Gross with 18 are Mesut Ozil with 54, Sane with 28, and um, Dimit- Dimitar Hermann with 22. Don't know why it's got Didier up there, but that wasn't his name. Um, you know, a bit irrelevant, but when, when Spurs started Gareth Bale, Ben Davis and Joe Rodon, Spurs became the first side to start three Welsh players in a Premier League game since Swansea did so against Manchester City in 2015. And they're the first non-Welsh club to do so since West Ham versus Newcastle in January 2009 people if you was to look at Gareth Bell's just game by numbers just over an hour and 61 minutes he won two out of seven duels. he only created one touch one chance he had one touch in the opposition box didn't complete any of his take-ons didn't attempt any of his shots and again it's firmly looking like a failure and I think that loan spell was designed to pick him up on a three if he excels and again there's still a long way to go in the season but you know, it's looking like an expensive free free, free um free loan, spell, loan spell. And again, more would be made of that move. Um, Basuma was back to his best people. He misplaced just one pass in the first half against Spurs and made more interceptions than any other player on that field, people. No player made more ball recoveries. He completed 17, 16 passes of his 17. He won the ball back six times and he made four interceptions. No players hit the woodwork more times than Leandro Trossard this season with five people. So it was a bad day at the office for Spurs. Aston Villa go marching on, another clean sheet for Martinez, an assist for Jack Grealish, a header from um, from Barkley, you know, cemented a 1-0 victory, and um, we've got Aston Villa in a couple weeks, so... Pardon me, we need to be watching that with fine eyes. Um, I did feel the ref was hard done by, you know, Ings was denied an injury time goal. Cash, it did feel like Matty Cash also had a good game, got away with a handball there. They've been given, they've been not. You know, it is what well, it is, people. But again, they did what they needed to do away from that. You know, Matty Cash had a good game, in my opinion. He had a very solid defensive um performance really and truly you know he really played well Matty Cash he might be someone that people take in and take a chance on Um, Jack Grealish obviously I love Jack Grealish I'm always gonna bring up Jack Grealish propaganda he has now set a new personal best um, in terms of assist people last season it was 14 now he's been directly involved in 15 goals I mean in terms of in, in being involved in goals has he been involved in 15 in the Premier League for Aston Villa? He was involved in 14 last year, so he's firmly developing. He's got nine assists and six goals, people. Only Harry Kane and Kevin De Bruyne have made more Premier League assists than Jack Grealish this season with nine. Kevin's got 10, Kane's got 11. And to be fair with you, them two players, have they not got injury problems? So again, Grealish might be able to overlap them shortly. Um, Emmy Martin, as you know, he likes a pass. He attempted thirty-six passes for Aston Villa against Southampton. People, no Villa player attempted more. Newcastle, they can't buy a win. They were they were able to this week. You know, Callum Wilson got a brace. Really enjoyed his header. You know. Everton didn't take their chances. Calvert Dominic Calvert Lewin. It seems like that form that he started the season with has left him probably not going to the not going to the Euros with form like that. But with that victory, you know, it ended a run of 11 consecutive games in all competitions without a def- without a victory for for Newcastle since they won against West Brom 2-1 in December. They had nine defeats, two draws. So again, the pressure is still going to be on Steve Bruce, but it could be relieved just that bit more. One thing Newcastle do know is their strikers and Callum um man does that say Hudson Adore. Callum Wilson has scored 10 Premier League goals in 19 appearances for Newcastle. He's become he's become the fastest Magpies player to reach 10 goals in the top flight since since Remy People. Um I'm sure you've all saw um Fulham played against against West Bromwich Albion, you know, a point doesn't help either team. Um both teams probably could have shown more clinical chance clinical um clinical, what's the word man, being more clinical in front of goal, Um, I think West Brom and Jalbin's keeper Johnston was good, obviously Bobby, Bobby Reed, you know, you had Bobby Reed on the score sheet, you had Bartley on the score sheet, you know, it was a, um, you know, Fulham took the lead and then West Brom got themselves back in it and Calviero nicked it for them, you know, I'm sure a point doesn't help either team, but it lives to fight another day, you know, shout out to yard man Bobby Reed for getting on the score sheet as well, and I'm sure you all saw finally, people, hope I'm not missing out any games. I don't want to talk too tough on Wolves, but Wolves have, have kind of been floatering this season and, and dropping off a level. They lost 1-0 to Crystal Palace, courtesy of a lovely strike from Um Eze. And again, all three of Eze's Premier League goals for Palace have come at Selhurst Park, people. And it was another excellent strike at their home ground, so quite the game people in terms of Premier League games to come people I should have my notes in front of me apologies why I bring it up for you you know as you know the games are coming thick and fast in the Premier League and um, for everybody really and truly Um, tomorrow well which will be Tuesday the 2nd of February you've got Sheffield United against West Bromwich Albion you've got Wolves versus Arsenal we travel to Wolves' plays tough game for Man United they've got Southampton at Old Trafford you know old. You know, United have been switched on defensively away from home and they haven't lost away from home all the defeats have come at Old Trafford and Southampton's a team that can present issues Southampton still have a couple of knocks and niggles in their squad but that's going to be a difficult game for me it's difficult with the Wolves game because again I know Wolves are not in as, as good as form as they were the last time we played them but that's a tough game It's um, as an Arsenal fan you're always going to be nervous away from home and I want to see the run put together you know it's all good winning beating Southampton living to fight another day against United if you drop more points now because we will I'm not being negative but we, we're not going to win every game from now to the end of the season so we will drop more points we will have bad days and we need to not you know games like this when we catch a team that isn't in good form we need to make it count against Nuno's men take full points because you can't keep, you know, United, you dropped points, Palace, you dropped points, you know, when this all adds up in May, that's how far you're going to be off top four, or whatever, you know. We've clawed ourselves back into a top four, shout Arsenal. I don't, still don't think we can do it, but mathematically it's there. Try and see it through to the end. Newcastle against Crystal Palace. Newcastle, um, after winning away from home, returned to St. James Park, and I'm sure they want to win again. Crystal Palace, obviously, I'm sure Eze and Cole want to do the same. On Wednesday, people, you've got... Burnley against Manchester City. City, you know, like we've said, all games, they won all games in 2021 in January. Can they continue the same? Leicester need to hit back and Fulham, are there. Fulham will welcome them to Craven Cottage. You've got Leeds against Everton. I think that's the game to watch on Wednesday, to be fair. Aston Villa against West Ham. I take that back. That's going to be a tasty game. David Moyes' team have been in decent form. Aston Villa are, you know, one of the best performing teams in the league. Um, you've got Liverpool against Brighton as well, which could, you know, it's... it's Eight fifteen on a Wednesday—that could be a dodgy game. Thursday, people. You know, as you know, we'll we'll talk about Saturday's action on my on on the second podcast of the week, which will be Friday. So make sure you're looking out for that. But finally, to wrap up the midweek fixtures, people, it's a tasty one for the neutrals. Spurs have dropped points against Fulham, drop points against Sheffield, um, drop points against Fulham, dropped points against Brighton. You know, Tuku has got you know, you know he's got he's got a draw and a win. He's kept clean sheets. I'm sure Chelsea want to keep winning. Spurs welcome Chelsea to their place. It's the Jose Mourinho derby. You know, it's the first big game for Thomas Tuku. Like fair play, he should really be beating Wolves, but he just took over. It's not really his fault. Burnley should be beating Burnley. Sorry if I didn't say at the start that Chelsea beat Burnley. But, um, yeah, should be winning that. These are the games that are going to make or break the season. And like I'm saying, you can't draw too many conclusions if Tuchel, you know, doesn't win. But you know, these are the games man are looking at because Lampard kind of was a bit shaky in big games. So that's the game of the, of the week. I feel we'll have to actually see people moving away away from that. As you lot know, there isn't actually much to talk about, but it's, dark, it's deadline day and I'm keen to see what other moves are going to happen. Just by browsing online today, apparently Josh King and Shane Long are in talks with Southampton and, and um, AFC Bournemouth respectively over a swap deal. Apparently, Liverpool want Preston's Ben Davis, who will cost an, elis- cost an initial payment of 500000 um, Maitland now, as you lot know, has been linked with Southampton, Leicester, West Bromwich Albion and a bag of teams like this. So there'll be a lot of fluctuation in his career. Um, apparently, Delhi Alley to PSG is all but done, but Spurs want to bring in a replacement. And will will that be done is another thing, people. Apparently, Spurs have looked at bringing back Ericsson. So there's a... I think the bulk of the business... <clears throat> The bulk of the business is done people in the transfer window um but at the same time there's a lot to be said it closes at 11 people it closes at 11 Like you can see check tolson has already left um has already left temporarily on loan from everton and gone to besiktas apparently what's his face he's being linked with a team john joe kelly he's being linked with a loan move to celtic apparently lusso has um has has left less has left everton the third choice goalkeeper and has returned back to um denmark um, so yeah, you're seeing quite a few, quite a few moves happening. You know, you'll probably see a couple of loans. Like I know Arsenal apparently want to loan out Maitland, Reese Nelson, Joe Willock. You know, Joe Willock and and Reece Nelson especially potentially should leave on loan. Definitely Joe Willock. You know, for Nelson, I'd play Nelson, but I think he needs to go somewhere where he can play week in week out for the rest of the season because you know we've got Pepe finding a bit of form. Um, you know, you've got you've got Pepe finding a bit of form. You've got Saka, who's obviously ahead of him. You know, Bamian plays on the left, and that complicates things. Um, Smith rolls emergence, of course, they might not all be interlappeded, but you know, the only certain amount of creative players, attacking players, can be in the bench and be involved. And I think, especially in wide areas, when you've got players playing well, and then on top of that, you've got a manager favourite in William, it doesn't look good, people. Um, apparently, Leicester are interested in signing Watford and England midfielder Nathaniel Chalabar on deadline day. Liverpool have made an approach for Marseille and Croatia centre-back Kalei Takar. Um, Idris Segei has turned down joining Newcastle on loan from PSG. Apparently, Marcos Rojo is set to join Boca Juniors after agreeing to terminate his contract at Manchester United. Um, Phil Jones is still at Manchester United. My thing um, is crazy. Um. And, you know, it seems like the language has changed at Inter Milan with Eriksson. You know, it seems like they they seem like they couldn't get him out the door fast enough. But it seems like they're running now. Apparently, Pochettino wants to take Ramos to to, to PSG either in January or this summer. Um, Who knows in relation to that. Um, Yedlin apparently is set to join Galatasaray. Billy Gilmore apparently is in talks with Southampton on loan. So if Billy Gilmore goes there, you know, Maitland niles you can kiss goodbye to play in central midfield, I feel, for Southampton. And even fullback might be a bit of a reach. Apparently, Newcastle are keen to sign Leicester midfielder Hamza Chudbury on loan until the end of the season. um Watford have opened talks with Newcastle over a loan deal for Matty Longstaff. Which is crazy, considering everyone and their nan wanted him. Jaden Brath, a very Brath, a very talented player at Manchester City, has apparently joined Odinese on loan with the, on loan to the end of the season with an option to make it permanently. Apparently, Hassan Hultu, the Austrian, has said, you know, Southampton do not have the money to sign the players he wants, which probably further confirms. That they were in the loan market right now. Blackburn apparently want to sign Manchester City's central defender Tyler Harwood-Bellis, who is 19 years of age, people. So we're going to have to see what's happening in relation to the transfer market and transfers and the rest of it. You know, it's deadline day. All, all goes until 11pm really and truly people it's still very early doors we're going to have to see but yeah in relation to the Premier League and whatever transfers there are available we'll have to see there's still a lot of unanswered questions will Arsenal continue this form you know um, will, 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 is this the first year that you know I know some, um, Big Sam he's known as someone who keeps someone in the league but does it feel like it's an impossible task at West Brom there's a lot of things going on Um, it is what it is in that regards people on that note though I'm going to get out of it, it's been a fantastic podcast It's been slightly shorter than it usually is But short and sweet is all we need in this life people Let's cut down, cut out the the the, the irrelevance and stick to what we need It's been appreciative being here As you lot know, the content never stops people. It's Arsenal versus Manchester United. So at some point today, I'll be going live, maybe a couple of times, definitely to preview Arsenal versus Man United, talk about some Arsenal talking points and probably kind of go over what I'm already going through on this podcast and talk more at depth in relation to the Premier League obviously we'll see transfers developing throughout the day like i said man please make sure you're following me across youtube to, to be aware of that please make sure you're checking out the description of this podcast so you can follow me on my socials deluded 04 and everything twitch is deluded 187 so support up the thing if you're only going to support on one thing please hit up the instagram but on that note i've loved being here Going to have to love and leave you guys, people. I appreciate all of you lot. You know, it's a Monday, so I hope you all have a, a fantastic week. Hopefully for us Arsenal fans, we can beat Wolves tomorrow and obviously crush whatever goals, aspirations and dreams and stuff we have in our personal life. And if you're going through any adversity, you're stronger than you know, just move through it, people. It's a good week. It's a new week. It's a chance to, you know improve our life. so on that note have a good week people and as you lot know every day I'm always bringing content so it is what it is on that note people deluded I'm out it's been a fantastic podcast thank you for listening